0: Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me for another podcast. Today I'm going to uh, just present some very simple thoughts that I think, uh, as simple as they are, they really are keys that will become a catalyst to helping you be a more effective leader. So let me just uh, start off and say what I want to do is I want to talk to you about five skills you can never lack. Five skills you can never lack. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just frame some very basic skills that if you're going to be a leader in any capacity, you cannot lack these skills. These are skills that you have to have. They cross ethnicity, they cross education, they cross uh, job position, their skills, whether you're the highest level of leader or you're the lowest level of leader that you have to have. So, let's get into it. Skill number one, you cannot lack initiative. You cannot lack initiative. It was Lou Holtz, the famous coach of Notre Dame for years, who made the statement, It's no one's job to get you up every morning and to say, come on, you can do a good job. What he was saying was, is that you have to have the initiative. You have to have the ability to get up and to get going. But it seems like that nowadays everyone is waiting for something to get them up and to get them going. They're waiting to feel like they can get up and go They're waiting for a moment that seems right to get up and go. They're waiting for circumstances to be precise to get up and go. And um, in the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about people who are waiting on the clouds. Basically, they're waiting for this this perfect environment, this perfect time, this perfect moment. But if you're going to lead, you cannot lack initiative. And the reason that's critical is because leaders... Are multipliers, whatever we do gets multiplied down line. Whatever we don't do gets multiplied down line. And if you're slow to initiative, then everyone who looks to you on any leadership level is going to be slow to initiate. And if you're able to get going and to start, then everybody else will learn to get going and start. So as a leader, you cannot lack initiative. You cannot lack the ability to get up, to get going, to take on. I love the fact that David, when he went out to face Goliath, it said that he ran. He didn't walk. He wasn't casually sauntering there. He ran. Why? Because as a leader, you take the initiative. I'm going to take on. I'm going to take on the biggest thing. I'm going to take on the biggest problem. I'm going to get on it as quick as I can, as soon as I can. I'm not going to wait for everything to be great. I'm not going to wait for everything to be perfect. I'm going to get up and I'm going to get going. The Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. That means that we are more in control than we ever acknowledge. Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, stir up the gift. Get that gift going. Don't let that gift be dormant. Make that gift happen. And what he was talking about is the ability to initiate. In Joshua chapter 1, he says, arise therefore. What was he saying? You've got to get up and get going. In verse 11, uh, Joshua says to the captains, the leaders, He says, prepare the people, get them ready to get going. As a leader, here's what I know. You cannot lack initiative. You've got to have in you the ability to get up and get going. Now, initiative starts when you realize it's not a feeling, it's not an emotion, it's not a want to, it's a discipline. One of the quotes that I frequently say is this. Is timelines are the gift that others give you. Discipline is the gift that you give yourself. Discipline is the ability to do something when someone else isn't giving you a timeline. Discipline is when you get up and you get going and you have the ability to start and to initiate. So for me it's simple. Every morning it starts. This is the day that the Lord hath made, I will be glad. It's not, I'm not sure what kind of day this is. It's not, well, I'm going to see how I feel this day. It's, this is the day that the Lord hath made, and I will be glad and rejoice in it. See, there may not be reasons for you to be glad, but make one. There may not be reasons that you feel like rejoicing, but find one. Leaders take initiative. Second thing, as a leader, you do not lack knowledge. In Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. Now, when I say that, I'm dealing with the reality that there are things that every leader does know, and there are things that leaders don't know. There are things that that leaders have learned and there are things that leaders have not learned. I'm not talking about you being able to have perfect knowledge for every perfect moment. But for you having the ability to know that there's very little knowledge or information that you cannot get. I remember uh, John Maxwell, a dear friend of mine, telling the story of uh, calling his assistant. Now you got to understand, John spe- expects a whole lot of his assistants. He expects a whole lot of them, probably a little bit more than the average assistant would ever have as far as an expectation on them. But John expects that that assistant's going to make his life easier. So one day John's in his office, this was when he was still pastoring, and he calls his assistant in and says, I need to get this number. He mentioned the name of an individual, he mentioned the name of a person, I need to get a number, and I need to be able to talk to them. He sent the assistant out and said, go get the number. About an hour later, John calls the assistant and says, I need that number. And she comes into his office and says, I've not been able to find it. John looks at her and says, sit down. He says, I'm going to teach you how to get information. So he literally just sat there and he pulled out books and he pulled out uh, phone numbers and he pulled out. But within 30 minutes, he had the number. And he looked at his assistant and said, I know you're new to this, but if I ever ask you to get something, it is gettable. You can find it. You may not find it the traditional way. You may have to call 15 people who are the assistants of 15 other people to find one assistant that will have that number, but you know what? You can get it. Never tell me that you can't get what I've asked you to get. I'm not going to ask you to get something that's impossible. I may ask you to get something that's hard and difficult, but you can get it. Now, that whole illustration lays out the fact that when you take on leadership journeys, leadership positions, sometimes you're faced with things that you do not know. The thing is, you cannot be comfortable not knowing. When there are ways you can know, and there are ways that you can learn, you must do those things. So I like to put it this way. Leaders are networkers of relationship knowledge. And what that means is, I may not know X, but I may know this person who knows X. I may not know Y, but I may know a person. See, I'm not an attorney but I can get an attorney on the phone. I'm not a doctor, but I can get a doctor on the phone. And that's what I'm saying to you. You may not have all the knowledge that you need at a moment, but you cannot lack the knowledge because there are ways that you can get it. That's what John was communicating to his assistant. Always do everything to get the information that's needed. So as a leader, you can't lack initiative. No one's going to get you up in the morning and say, come on, sweetheart, you can do it. Let's get out of bed. You cannot lack knowledge. There's always a way to get it. You know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Somehow you can get information. Number three, you cannot lack humility. You cannot lack humility. Humility. Now, when I talk about lacking humility, I'm talking about um, as a leader, the more you lead, the longer you lead, the more people look at you and recognize you as a leader. Whenever you're recognized as a leader, what happens is that that recognition can begin to feed parts of our lives that don't need to be fed. And so someone says, good job. Well, the truth is you probably did do a good job, but when after weeks and months and years of hearing good job, it's easy for you to start thinking, well, I'm good. Now, you probably are good, but when it comes to you, you're always to take anything you're good at and you give it back to God. And so maybe you've learned how to be very, very good and you look at that person and you don't say, no, it's just God. But you do say to them, hey, here's the deal. Thank you. But then when you get away in private, you acknowledge, you humble yourself. Today there was a unique experience. Now you've got to understand something. Um, there is always a home court advantage. There's always the, the place that you're used to ministering in, the place that you used to be, the place that you used to be a part of. I knew I was going to minister this particular message. I knew the thing about uh, lack of humility uh, was going to be one of those things that I was going to be talking about. But today, I had an opportunity to respond in a way that I could respond, but I didn't respond. And it had to do with the home court. We were having a meeting today, and there was someone who's not a part of our faculty, per se, who was speaking. And honestly, he did a good job for what he does, but it's not the level that maybe I'm used to hearing because most of the individuals I'm around are are just really, really good communicators. Now, his content was great. His position was great. Everything that he said was great. But he wasn't a high-level communicator. I knew that. But he was trying to draw interaction, which I've been there when you're trying to speak and you're trying to uh, draw interaction. And in the midst of that uh, and trying to draw interaction, what happened was is that he set everyone up for failure. He was looking for a very specific answer. Now, to be honest, the answer he was looking for uh, wasn't that specific, but in his mind it was. So people would say certain things and he would say, no, that's not it. And and really, you know, I'm sitting back there as a communicator thinking, you know what, uh, I should just stop this because we're trying to create a positive by demonstrating a negative. And in communication, you don't try to create a positive by demonstrating a negative. Uh, you try to demonstrate negatives with negatives, but you don't try to demonstrate positives with negatives. And so I'm sitting there and I'm hearing this and I'm thinking... Man, I could get up and I could teach this individual a thing or two. But see, I've done this a long time. And it was my opportunity to not try to defend the house, to defend myself or to defend the crowd. It was my opportunity to just lay back and to say, you know what? This is our guest. And as our guest, we are going to respond to our guest. And we are going to let our guest have this platform. Knowing that there was nothing he was saying that most people in that room in his attempt to demonstrate a positive with a negative couldn't figure out, um, man, you know, that's just not absolutely true. But his point was true. His administration wasn't. Now, I got to tell you something. I'd like to tell you that it's easy for me to sit on my hands and not say something. But as I said, I'm used to being around very gifted people who have very gifted administration of their uh, gifts. And it's very, very hard because I felt like I knew better. I thought, felt like I had done it better. I felt like all these things. Well, as a leader, there's sometimes when you get to demonstrate humility and you don't say everything that you're feeling. You don't say everything that you're thinking. You don't say everything that you want to say. You just take a lesser position. And that lesser position is for no other reason than you're just saying to yourself, I don't have to engage on everything, even when my head and my flesh want me to engage on everything. Even though we're all capable of the pithy comeback, even though all of us are capable of verbal jousting and the one-upmanship, There's a time where you just say, I'm not going to say everything I'm thinking. I'm not going to say everything that I'm feeling. Now, I say that to you because I'd like you to think that was easy for me. It's not. But what I also know is that as a leader, you've got to work on it. Because if you don't work on it, you will lack humility. And there will be times when God's sending someone to say something, and you won't hear what God's saying. Because you're so busy thinking about what you could say. And because you're thinking about what you can say, you don't listen to what God may be saying. So that was a long, convoluted way to just say, as a leader, you can't lack humility. Sometimes you take the second seat when you could take the first seat. Sometimes you uh, begin to open up possibilities to say, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, may not have been the way I'd say it, but maybe saying it that way helps someone else, and it gets done. So, as a leader, you cannot lack initiative. you got to know how to get going. As a leader, you cannot lack knowledge. There's always a get, way to get and to learn more. As a leader, you cannot lack humility. There are times when you just take the second seat, and you don't take the prime position. And you do that because it's best for you. And then you cannot lack discipline. I sort of got ahead of the game by giving my quote, but I just believe it fits in so many areas. Uh, Discipline is the gift that you give yourself. See, I don't control most everything in this world. I don't control anyone else's actions. I don't control anyone else's words. I don't control anyone else's thoughts. But I control two things. I control my attitude and my activities. Those are the two things. Those are the only two things that I am in control of. How I go about life with my attitude and how I go about life with my actions. Now, to go about life in a positive way, I've got to be disciplined. And see, to me, discipline simple. You just take emotion out of it. You just say, this is what we do. This is how we do it. We don't do something because we feel like doing it. We just do it. Now, I believe that one of the things that I'm going to do every day is I'm going to take 10,000 steps. Now, 10,000 steps isn't magic. It's just a number that was created to say, hey, this makes you more able to be able to handle life better in a physical condition. So I know that the average person will take 5,900 steps a day. When they get out of the car, when they get up to go to lunch, when they get up, that's it. But I'm going to take 10,000. That's the minimum for me. Now, do I always feel like getting up? No. Do I always want to get up? No. Do I always want to look at my uh, tracker and say, hey, where am I at? No. Do I want, when I was about ready to go to bed, look down and I see that, hey, I didn't quite meet that number. Do I want to go take a walk around the block? No. But discipline isn't about a feeling. It's not about an emotion. Discipline is a decision you make to do certain things. And so you've got to decide what are some of the base things you've got to do spiritually. You've got to do mentally. You've got to do physically. You've got to do growth-wise. You've got to do as far as fulfilling The destiny that God has for you. And and you just say, hey, I'm not going to lack discipline. I'm making the decision. It's Joshua when he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord our God. I'm sure there were days when he didn't feel like serving the Lord. I'm sure there are days when he thought serving the Lord doesn't pay off. But he served the Lord his God. So, you cannot lack discipline. Number five, you cannot lack prayer. The older I get, the more old school I become. And that is that I believe that prayer is the catalyst for every endeavor in my life, and the church's life. And that if you're not praying, you're usually a problem. What I found is, is that people have problems, but they can pray. And they can get themselves out of problems. But I've also found that the person who has a problem and doesn't pray usually becomes a problem. And so, to me, prayer is just the key. I believe uh, if you're going to lead, the first place you lead is in prayer. I believe that you have no right to lead people if you're not praying for them. And so, if you're not praying, you have no right. And I've said it, it's one of the quotes that gets quoted all over uh, the nation. And that is uh, that your uh, stage time can never exceed your prayer time. If you're going to be on stage for 45 minutes, then make sure you've prayed more than 45 minutes. To me, the disservice we do is to ever stand and represent God without having spent time with God. And what I know is when life is falling apart... It's usually because I'm not coming apart and spending time with Him. And so if I come apart and spend time with Him, usually life doesn't fall apart. And if I'm disappointed in life, I go back. In fact, one of the things that, that I've learned is a lot of people deal with a thing called loneliness. And and in leadership, you feel it at times. You feel alone. You feel like you're the only one. You're the only one facing. You're the only one dealing. And you know what I've had to learn is that many times, uh, feelings of loneliness were really God calling me to be alone with Him. And so God was giving me sort of this feeling, well, I'm all alone, but the feeling was to just say, hey, I need you to come be alone with me. It's when Jesus would separate Himself to pray. He would come apart so that life didn't fall apart. And if life's falling apart, it's usually a sign that you're not coming apart. And one of the most interesting things today is that we spend our time talking to everyone except God. The one person who has all the answers. That's the person we don't talk to. And so as a leader, what I know is you can lack a lot of things. But you can't lack five things. You can't lack initiative. you got to get up and know how to get going. You can't lack knowledge. You have to know how to get the right information. You can't lack humility. You have to know how to humble yourself. You can't lack discipline. You have to know how to decide and put it behind you and say, this is what I'm going to do every day of my life. And you can't lack prayer. These are five things that a leader can never lack. I pray that maybe you'll take a few moments and reflect and see how these things uh, may play out in your life, how they look, how they seem, how they feel. But all that being said, I appreciate your leadership journey. I know that you're growing in it and you're doing better. And the people that you're impacting is becoming a greater, greater field of people. And what I pray is this. I pray that God's hands upon you, and because his hands upon you, your best days are ahead of you. Thank you to all of you that tell others about the podcast. Thank you for going the extra mile and communicating that. Thank you for making a difference. And thank you for being back with us in about a week or so when our next podcast will be up.